This is the School Success Podcast, a podcast for school leaders to learn from other school leaders what's working and what's not, and to get inspiration and encouragement, as well as strategies to grow school enrollment, connect with families, retain teachers, recruit teachers, and everything in between. You guys are heroes, and I cannot thank you enough for pouring into this next generation that's coming behind us. My goal is you will take at least one thing away from every episode that you can take back to your school to make it better than it is right now. Please enjoy the School Success Podcast. Hey, School Success Makers, welcome to another edition of the School Success Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Slater. I'm joined by a new friend out of the great city and state of Seattle, Washington, Matt Greco, who's the head of school at Seattle Classical Christian School over there. And they're doing some awesome things. When I met him, I was like, of course, I got to have this guy on the podcast because they're doing some really fun things, which we're going to dive into in just a few minutes. But of course, before we do that, we want to shout out our amazing sponsors over at America's Christian Credit Union. They're celebrating 65 years of service this year, and they provide essential school banking services and a tuition financing program for schools looking to reduce their risk and administrative burden. And you guys can check about check out all of that stuff on their website at americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. That's americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. I've said it before, guys. The really cool thing is if you're a private school who's getting tuition from these from your parents, you can have them go get a tuition financing loan from America's Christian Credit Union, and then you get your money as a school up front, and then they will pay off the loan at the credit union, and you don't have to chase people throughout the year, and you get your money up front, and it doesn't cost your school anything to do that. So definitely go check them out and hear about what options they have at americaschristiancu.com forward slash schools. All right. As we dive in today, I'm going to pass it off to Matt to introduce himself real quick, and then we'll dive in. So, Matt, welcome to the podcast, sir. Well, thanks, Mitchell. It's uh, it's it's a pleasure to be here, and this is the first time that I've had the opportunity or the pleasure to uh, be on a, a podcast. So, as you said, I'm I just moved out to the Great Northwest a little over a year ago. I've been in education for over 25 years. Actually started my my educational journey in Buenos Aires, Argentina. I was there on business and was actually called into the ministry. And during that time, my wife and I and another couple started a school. And by the grace of God, it's still going strong down there in Buenos Aires. And when we moved back, we were looking for a school for my my kids, and we found a a classical Christian school in Kansas City. They, as it would be, they needed a Spanish teacher. Well, that's something that I could do. So I started teaching there part-time and eventually became full-time and then eventually got into the administration. I worked there for 14 years, nine as head of school. And just last year, uh, Seattle called and it was it was time to, to move. And we moved out here and have been a year here at Seattle Classical Christian School. Uh, cherry on top for that is that I have a son, a daughter-in-law, three grandkids, and one of my daughters live in Eugene. So... We'd never really been out west, but now we we've established home and we and we're seeing our grandkids a lot more. So that's that's a, that's a benefit. I love it. Super cool story. Now before we dive in even further, I always have to ask this question, and I love Seattle a lot. Anytime we, my wife and I are in Seattle, we love to just kind of take a couple of days and see the area and I'll go visit the OG of Starbucks over there in the Pike yeah. Place area. But if I was to visit Seattle, because again, I ask this to everybody, what would you say, Mitchell, you got to do this to have the full Seattle experience? Well, I think, you know, gosh, it's so full. 
I mean, there's so there's the Seattle is just it's a gorgeous place. It's in the middle of well, not the middle of August, but it, what, it's the beginning of August, and like we're outside all the time. Well, living in Kansas City, that's not necessarily <laughs> something you can do, or, or but it's 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 gorgeous weather-wise. It's gorgeous just that you have the the water, you have mountains. If you're a peep, if you love to watch people, oh my goodness, you could spend days just just doing that. It's a great foodie place. You know, if you said, hey, I'm going to be in town for you know X number, well then I'd have to put you know figure out the best thing to do. But I just you know we've been hiking. We just this week actually went to the needle never that's an amazing thing and went to the zoo and so there's there's just so much to do i mean i i would be hard to to do one thing you'd have to hit a high spot go to someplace nice to eat and that'd be probably what i would say that's perfect i would agree with all of those things so the food i remember having the clam chowder in the pike place area the i don't know if it's pike place clam chowder whatever it is the clam chowder there truly was the best chowder I've ever had in my entire life. It was incredible. So yeah, probably, probably Ivers or I don't know, maybe Chinooks. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's oh. hard to go wrong. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> so diving into this, I'd love to hear about your, about Seattle classical. And then obviously we're going to dive into the kind of the, the main questions we asked when we have, have guests on to talk about that, but let's hear about just a little bit about the school, how, how big it is, how old it is, kind of that stuff before we dive into some of the, the questions. Yeah, I think every school probably has a, a, a backstory history, and Seattle Classical Christian School is no different. Started in the in the minds of, of the original founders probably 12, 13, 14 years ago. It actually started 11 years ago with a one kindergarten class and, gosh, four or five students. I'm a little bit, you know, don't have all my, my history down, and one teacher. And they've, they've been adding a class every year. Had a hiccup a few years ago, and then, of course, COVID came. But this next school year, which we start right after Labor Day, will be pre-K through 10th. The school is a relatively small school. Have will probably be at 150, 155, maybe 160 students. And we, we just got an amazing blessing. We're moving into a new location. And, again, we are, we are the only classical Christian school in the city limits of Seattle. And so there's, you know, there are, there's a lot of challenges being a, a classical Christian school. And the, those challenges, there, there, there are other pressures that the environment and the culture of Seattle brings, but it's, it's still, I, I love what we're doing. The, the families who we have found and who found us you know, they're committed and we just really see in the, over the next few years us growing to be a, a, a pre-K through 12 and one of the leading schools in the in the area. So I'm very excited about that. And yeah, I had, you know, it's a, it was my first year. I was doing a lot of learning here in Seattle, but we we have we have a great school community here. It's, Love it's, it. really, it's, it's really great. And I'm sure with all of that, there's still challenges. So kind of dive into that first question. What are some challenges you guys are currently up against and facing and how are you combating those challenges? That's a, that's a great question. And, and, you know, it's like, well, gosh, you know, there is a, a logistic challenge we're going through right now. We just moved into a new location and we had to do some extensive remodeling and it, and nothing ever goes as quickly as you want it to when you're remodeling. I don't know if anybody's ever done that, but, and so we're up against 
well, are we going to have doors in our classrooms or, you know, we think we're going to have carpet, but so those are kind of things that, you know, it's going to work itself out, but it's, it's high on a lot of people's, uh oh, how's this going to work out? And I think that's, it's going to work out fine. And whatever it is, it is, it's never, things are never as good as they seem or never as bad as they seem, right? It's always just kind of how you, how you look at it, but in a, in a, that, so that's like a logistical challenge, but I think one thing I found just in a year, there is a lot of movement in and out of Seattle. We have a, 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 a very, it seems almost tr- like a transient, not, there's not a lot of, of families. Well, a lot of the families would get, Hey, we just moved to Seattle. We are looking for a, a, your type of school and we're probably only going to be here two or three years, but we'd really like to join you. Well, of course that's great. But you know, how does, how, you know, how does that affect continuity? How do you, how do you develop a, you know, deep abiding relationships with families if they're only going to be here uh, a year or two or three. That's, and that's something that we have just decided, okay, however much time they're here, we're going to, we're going to get involved with them as, as deeply and as educationally partnering with them as possible. And, but it does, you know, that, that's, you're, you're saying goodbye a lot as people move in and out of Seattle. And, the third thing is that, that I see is as a, as a, a private uh, Christian entity, there's always a challenge in who your, who's your workforce going to be and how do we attract and, and keep those excellent teachers or administrators that we need to, to run a school. And because they're, you know, I mean, Seattle's the home of Amazon and, and Microsoft and a lot of other places and people can, can go and, and, and there's, a, it's, a, it's a real challenge. So, but again, uh, we, have, we've, we've, we've met that challenge. It's, uh, we, we count on the Lord for, for his provision. And it's been a, it's been a, a, a fascinating thing to see how those things that we're aware of and we work towards, and sometimes it just, it happens and we're, we're just, really grateful, but it, it is a, a, an issue that we have to deal with. Man. And so what that move, the, the students moving, moving out, obviously, you know, families going, is that, is there any specific thing is bringing them out of just different job changes? Is it military heavy or something where, where, you know, where that's kind of coming from? Well, and again, I have, I only have one years of experience here, but it, it, it seemed that the, of the, of the families that, that, that moved physically, it was job related. They, they came in, they were here for a year, two, three, and then they're moving either back home or you know, to, to a, a situation they came here to get trained or whatever. And, and again, I don't, the sample size that, that we have, we, we, again, we have 80, 80 some families. So I'm only speaking from my very, very limited amount of, you know, my sample size is not that, not that big, nor have I been there that long, but it seems like that wow, there's a lot of movement. And of course, where it came from before Kansas City, it was, it, it wasn't like that. It, you know, it was more stable. It seemed like our families were, were, you know, maybe people don't move to the Midwest. They just, you know, just, they're just there. So, but, so that's, that's one thing that, that, yeah, we're, we're dealing with, and it has to do with job changes, some military and, you know, this, I would say that's 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 one of the things we're dealing with. Yeah, and that goes into to play with. And this is even a you know, bigger thing of like why it's so important for schools to have waiting lists. You know, if you got people going in and out, to that's I know that's 
painful for a school for like depending on 10 20 000 a year or whatever it ends up being for this each school to go oh man we lost this person can we pull somebody on a waiting list to come in and fill that gap or do we have to do some marketing do we have to wait or are we empty for a year like that adds a whole different challenge and different stress too for for a school that's a lot of that's a lot of juggling on your plate if that's happening every year and is it happening mid-year or is it happening at least at the end of the school year yeah, it happened. It, well, I think this year we lost a family or maybe two at semester. But, you know, we had families at the end of, of the semester saying, hey, it looks like we're going to be moving. Mm-hmm. And and so we kind of had that in the back of our mind. But still, if there's five or six families that move at semester, you're right. That could that could count for 12 or, or 15 kids. And it, and our, that's like 10 percent of our at our current you know, it's eight to 10 percent of our of our student population. So it's a it's a real factor. And, it, and part of that, too, it has to do with us being a, uh, a relatively young school, you know, 11 years old, starting with kindergarten. And there were a couple of hiccups along the way. You know, COVID uh, affected folks out here in a, in, a, in a pretty dramatic way. So but I just think that the more that we that we get the word out on on what classical and Christian education is and, and why it is the, well, the, there's a, a study done by the University of Notre Dame called the Good Soil Report. And it, it talks about how classical Christian education even is, is a fantastic way for families to be, you know, to be involved in education, the kids to, to learn. And it's not just, again, it's not just learning the correct answers to test questions, but it's, it's teaching kids how to think. You know, and, and that's the great thing that, that when people under, fully understand what the classical Christian movement has, it, it does make our it makes that that piece a little bit easier. And that's probably and you already hinted at a few of them. <clears throat> I typically ask those that have come on that are classical Christian schools is in 60 seconds or less, like an elevator pitch. What would you say a classical Christian education is for those that are like inquiring and not really sure what it is? Gosh, that's, you know, it, it, it really is a great question. And you, all the time, so well, what do I want to say? How do I want to say it? And I'm obviously, I'm not going to take up my, my 60 <laughs> seconds by asking myself questions, but it really is a, a way that, that we teach that, is, that cares as much about the formation of the student as about the, as the information they receive. So we're not, again, we're not trying to teach kids to, to have the right answers for a, a standardized test, but to be able to think through and to, and to learn how to think, to learn how to ask their own questions. And there's a lot of different ways that classical education does that. It's through the study of, of Latin, the, the, the logic, teaching rhetoric. And it's an it's a, it's a integrated program. So if a, if a student is studying American history at the same time, they're studying American literature and, and studying what's going on in, in America's in art during the same period. And so it's, it's a great way to, the, to put the development, the way kids develop and the education together and nothing like it. It's good. Love okay. It. 60 seconds is up. <laughs> here's my, here's my card. Yeah. Right? Oh, thank you. I'll call later. <laughs> so segueing into the, the next section is like, what's going good to give you a chance to brag about the school, what's going really awesome? What would be some of the ones that come to mind for what's going really good that maybe some other schools who are listening could take some notes and go, oh man, I want to I want to make that happen with our school. 
Well, we have, we're just now getting into the, and if you're a, a classical Christian school or you're thinking about it, you, you obviously understand that the, 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 what they call the stages and there's the, the grammar, the logic and the rhetoric, and it has to do with, with learning and teaching, but the logic and gram or the logic and rhetoric school is actually depends on, on your division, but sixth or seventh grade, all the way through 12th, well, we're, we have the opportunity to actually develop how we want that to look. And, and to me, that's very exciting because as, as an, as a movement, the classical Christian movement has just, has just exploded over the past several years. And so being on, being in a school that's really looking to be, well, what, what do we, how do we want to, to move forward with this at the same time that there's all this information about classical Christian school with the, the association of classical Christian schools. I think that's where, that's where we met mm-hmm. uh, Mitchell. And there's also the, the society for classical learning. There's, there's so many different places to find information. I know there's a, there's a strong homeschool movement with classical as well, just to be able to, to be on that and said, this is what we want. This is, we, we get a, sh- a chance to shape it from the very beginning instead of, okay, this is what we've got and we want to move it to classical would be, would be, I think would be so much more difficult. Mm-hmm. And one of the things too, is that this is fascinating for, for me is that I would not, I would not call Seattle a, a bastion of conservative or Christian thought. Okay. But there are people that in Seattle that, that really want that kind of focus. And so when they find us and we talk to them, it's like, it's like a party. I mean, it's like a joyful, wow, we didn't know you guys existed. And oh my goodness, this is just what we're looking for. That's just so very, I mean, that's even before they'd been in school at all. Hmm. You know, I feel like, well, what if we, what if we're not, you know, it's like, Jim Gaffigan goes, well, what if I'm really terrible and I'm not that funny? You've already given me all this applause. Well, it's just, it, to me, it's, it's, I really believe, and, and, I, and I know from having been in education for 25 years, what we can offer, but just to, to see people go, oh my goodness, this is so great. We're so excited to be here. That's, that's one of the best things a, a, an educator can have is just that, that buy-in and that, that excitedness. And, and of course, as a as our school and probably a lot of, of schools, well, maybe not a lot of schools, but it's, we really love the parents' participation. And so when they are when they are excited about what we're doing, and we can get them in here to, to help or to or to you know to be a, a classroom aide or to we have a this a sub list. There's a lot of ways that we get you know the parents involved here in a very in a very important way. And of course, all of our concerts and all of our, you know, seminars that, that we that we specifically try to get the, the parents to be involved in. Again, it's uh, it's great to be around them when then when they understand who we are and what we're trying to accomplish. And I think that's that, that would be for, as far as as far as I would say, one of the great things going on here is 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 finding those those like minded or, or like mission minded families and, and working hand in hand with them is there's nothing like it, man. And having the family buy-in is huge. If you have like the, the family and parent support and yeah. them like just cheering you on and being in the backbone and which I, if you're coming, if you're, if you were able to inherit that coming into Seattle, that's a, that's a huge win, which I'm assuming 
that was already the case when you came in a year ago, that there was already a ton of families. Oh, yeah. a, a ton. And it's just, Hey, we want to do this or we want to do that. In fact, it was funny. I just interviewed a new family not too awful long ago and they're, and they're joining us. And he goes, I know we're kind of, we're, we're, we're not totally developed yet, which I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to have a 10th grade next year. We don't have 11, 12 goes, but I love tennis and I would love to fund and even help coach a tennis program. Well, it's like, yes. And, and I mean, it's, I, I, he's very excited about the, I mean, he's got a, a younger kids. They're going to be in the, in the, in the grammar school, but it's still just that kind of, I want to, I want to be a part of this. I want to, I want to give my time and talents and resources beyond what the tuition is beyond my part at home. I want to, I want to get involved. And that's, well, if you can get that and you can harness that, then you're, you're well on the, on the road and you're still, you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have some unexpected bumps along the way, but having that kind of buy-in is really, that's, that's, that's what's going good when that, when, when that's think things are going good when that happens for sure. I love it. Any other cool wins to share on the, on that part before I ask you my final question? Yeah. You know, I just, I would just, we, we found this place and it's been a process that the, the board and the, and the, we have a facilities committee, but just a bunch of, of people that are, that are families that have said, Hey, I want to, I want to be a part. And, and, and as I, as I think through it, they're all men who are involved in some way with, they found a place, but it was like, well, but can we get it? And well, you know, and it's just to watch that process and we will be for the first time ever. Well, as for the past several years, the school has been in two different locations. And even though it's only separated by a block, one, one city block, if you know anything about Seattle, it's like this uphill. I mean, it's, you know, uh, a 45 degree angle block and, and, uh, but it, but now we're all going to be in one place and we're going to be able to have assemblies together every day and have lunch together every day. And, and, and the, one of the great things about the, the way we do school is that there's a lot of mentoring going on. So you might have some eighth grade kiddos helping some third grade kiddos. Well, they're going to be in the same building now. So you, you, you see that happening in my old school, you can see it all the time where, uh, during the passage of, of classes, you know, third graders high five and, you know, high five and eighth graders, which that's just, I mean, that's wonderful. Um, and so having the new place is, is a huge blessing and a great win for us. Love it. Love. It. And I, I hope, man, that I'm, I didn't know you guys were in two separate locations. So that's even more of a huge, huge win that you guys are able to be together. Just like you said, that's a, That'd be hard to manage. I'd be hard to be ahead of school of two two locations that are all spread out in different areas. That'd be hard. You know, it, it, you know, at the form, that, there was times when I've I've been through that several different times. One time there were three. We we were expanding so quickly. We had to be. We were in three different churches. We had three different offices, and I just kind of drove around. You know, I just kind of drove from, from not really, but I. You know, it seems if I by the time you get to one place and kind of work through things and and so. Yeah, this this is going to be great being all together. And you can do, you know, you can have assemblies, you can have uh, prayer, you can, like I said, eat lunch. If you want to have a, you know, dedication ceremonies, there's all kinds of cool things you can't do when even when you're just in 200 meters away. Yeah. But but being all together is a blessing for sure. Love it. Well, as we wrap it up there, Matt, what would you if you were to share one piece of advice with the school leaders listening? What would that piece of advice be from you? 
Well, when we first talked, you said you were going to ask me this question. And I, I guess the, the, the answer that I've come up with is this. This is not an original by any means. And I think Ronald Reagan's been has been given credit for this, but I don't know. He probably took it from somebody, but it's like, and the saying is there's no limit to what we can accomplish if no one cares about who gets the credit. Mm. And I would just, I would just tell you that as a leader in whatever area you're, you are, surround yourself with people who are good teammates, but that can, can help the team uh, be better. In other words, I'm, I will tell you this. I'm never, I'm never the smartest person in the room about everything. You know, I have, I have a CFO that she runs circles around me when it comes to finance. I have a faculty director that has forgotten more about classical Christian education than I'll ever learn. And so, but, but to surround yourself with those kind of people and, and, and then have that team work together that you want to strive for that because a team like that, I usually, when I was in, College, I had a team that won intramurals twice in two years, and we had we had a guard and four forwards. We didn't have a center, and but we played together well, and we beat teams that that were bigger and faster and taller and everything. But it's because of, of the team and because of the way the team was placed. So if you're a leader, it is up to you. it's incumbent upon you to have to put people around you that you work with. And that are smarter and better than you at, at the stuff at, at, at what they do. That's so good. So that'd be that would be my little bit of advice. That's obviously not original, but it it, it does it it makes a huge difference. That's solid, I love it, Matt. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your your busy day. I know you're prepping for the school launch here in about you know three weeks or so. It's coming up really fast. Or four, whatever that is, it's coming up really fast. And we start after Labor Day, so yeah, it'll be. Uh, about a month. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm wishing you guys nothing but the best this year as you start your new your new year and in year two for you. But love what you guys are doing over there in Seattle. And if I'm ever in the area, I'm totally going to text you and kind of swing by. I'd love to see what you guys are doing over there. You bet. We'll, we'll take you to my favorite lunch dive when you do. Boom. Love it. Keep up the good work. Thanks for hopping on the podcast today, Matt. Okay. Thank you, man. Well, another huge shout out and a thank you to Matt for taking time and being on the podcast today. I love what he's doing over there in Seattle. I love the city of Seattle and I'm wishing him and his school nothing but the best as they continue to grow and educate the next generation that's coming behind us. So Matt, appreciate you being on the podcast, my friend. If you guys are looking to connect with us here at School Success, you can check us out online at schoolsuccessmakers.com. That's schoolsuccessmakers.com. You can also connect with us and join our private Facebook community completely free called School Success Makers. It's just for school leaders. I'm personally in there. I'd love to see you in there as well. And then on our website, there's a place in the top right at the moment that you can subscribe to our newsletter that's launching this fall called the School Success Report. It's going to have some really good content that we created. The, the team has been working really hard on it. We're also going to have some different giveaways and fun stuff that we're going to do with that with that newsletter. So please subscribe to the School Success Report so you don't miss it when it does launch. And of course, any comments, questions, ideas, or anything like that, you can connect with us on our website and give us those through a contact form on there. But we appreciate you guys listening. Without you guys, obviously, there would be no podcast. We're doing this because we love you educators and all the things that you're doing to educate the next generation. So keep up the good work. Let's have a school year of 2023-2024 be awesome. All right. Love you guys. See you next week on the School Success Podcast. We'll see you then.